0: 9 to five dot cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of the 9ES podcast. If you enjoy 9ES and you want to listen to more of it, I would really appreciate it uh, if you went to patreon.com slash 9to5cc And subscribe to the I Love 90s level, where you'll get access to Garbage Time, which is a bonus episode that we record after each and every main episode. On Garbage Time this week, we talk about Tony Stark as maybe being the new big bad in the MCU. Uh, Following the Jonathan Majors uh, situation, we talk about Reacher, Mortal Kombat 11, Marvel Star Wars, Batman, The Flash, and The Button. But on this, the main episode, the episode you're listening to right now, episode 300, uh, we're going to be a podcast about Steamboat Willie now. Uh, Just kidding. I mean, or are we? Uh, we talk about Hackers, Mad Max Furiosa, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, The Day Before, MMORPGs, uh, Brian Michael Bendis' alias, CM Punk returning to wrestling, and, you know, just some wrestling in general. All this and more on 90S. Happy New Year! this show on the road everybody it's christmas eve which means it's time for us to record 90s a week in advance yeah Uh uh-huh it's episode 300 so we're we're gonna launch our bold new this is the final episode of 90s 90s tune in next week will now be us watching s90s s90s oh super 90s with 16 bits i was gonna say we're gonna become a sex in the city watch through podcast with one episode devoted to every episode of Sex and the City.
2: You sure we're not just going to do the movie 300 times?
1: Or the movie 300 times. That's the super... Dude, that's, that's the, super that's the last that's half the hour.
3: That's the last half hour of everyone.
1: It's a new uh, segment. Just kidding. There's nothing special about this episode at all.
2: That's not true. It's on Christmas Eve.
1: It is. We are recording it on Christmas Eve. Uh, I mean, also, we could officially become... As of next episode, next episode will take place in 2024... We can become the official oh my god, this is just it, this just occurred to me and we have to make it happen.
2: I don't know, that SNES thing was pretty good. Yeah, I, I know but, but the The, the,
1: lifespan A, the S in S N E S stands for Steamboat Willy because it will be the Steamboat Willy nine to five entertainment system. I like it. The Ofic- S in S
2: N E S is yes. actually Steamboat Willy. Yes, and and, and
1: Steamboat Willy will now feature prominently in all of our all of our branding. iconography and branding. Because I would
2: actually get on board with that anything, anything is stick a finger to the mouse.
1: I mean well that th- it's happening, right? They've extended it and yeah. extended and extended it, and it's finally uh, like what was it? It started at like fifty and they've extended it to a full ninety five years. And apparently the writing on the wall was they were like, yeah, we're not going a century, even though Disney was pushing for it. and now, so yeah, mm-hmm. January first, twenty twenty four Mickey Mouse in his form as Steamboat Willie exclusively is is in the public domain the, the
2: thing people i think you know like we have a sense that there's some injustice involved with that but the degree to which that injustice is uh, harmful to our society is probably not often appreciated by people in a sense it's theft from all of us yeah. by enormous companies there's this wonderful uh, blogger at pluralistic.net um, Cory Doctorow, and he wrote a really big write-up on the consequences of the extension of the copyrights. It's well worth picking up, and, and all surrounding this story, of course. Of, of yeah, yeah, yeah that's
1: it. Like it was, it was the public domain. Known as the literally like the Mickey Mouse Protection Act or whatever. Every time, yeah. they, every yep. time, every time they kept bumping it, they were like, "We're giving, we're giving power to a big giant mega corporation when copyright is like a intended largely." There's the the stuff you should know podcast did a, a whole copyright thing on it, like. Copyright is like largely intended to protect, protect artists. Yeah, exactly. Like, like to protect the individual and give them a certain period of time of like profitability and exclusivity it is not meant to like protect a giant corporation or whatever. Like it's,
2: and, it's, and not just a giant corporation, a gigantic monopolist, right? Yeah. Like, cause when these things were around, you could have hundreds of thousands of artists who might all need protection for their artistic works. And in this case, yeah. it's just an exercise in consolidation. So yep. there's like three media companies in America that own, you know, 90, whatever percent of the IPs in the world. Tell me that's a free space for people to grow and explore and do new things. And yeah, it's bonkers. Nope.
1: Like I said, like the like the intention of copyright was largely to protect the artist from the corporation. So to be yeah. like, hey, if you if you developed a thing for a corporation or whatever else like that, you could, depending obviously on contracts and all that stuff, you could like retain your like your intellectual property, no problem. And they're like, no, and it turns out that Disney will just keep Mickey Mouse forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they do. They're of voices. course, the irony,
3: the the irony is completely that this is a company built
1: on using expired IP. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Like complete like, worse. Fully and completely.
1: Yeah. You're like, hey, Hans Christian Andersen. Ha ha ha. And and infamously where it's, where the, like the
3: point where they sued the orphanage that was gifted the
1: IP rights Peter for Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because what's his name? Barry something, Barry? Is that right? Who wrote Peter Pan? I don't remember. I think it's a B A R R E, I wanna say. Anyway, yeah, exactly. That's it. Like and like how did, how does that retains because it's charitable or something and there's like it's like a weird clause that like that orphanage can maintain copyright because it's a not for profit or something like it's like they circumvent copyright law and get to own peter pan because they're not for profit which uh,
3: disney famously went after them for yeah, repeatedly. yeah exactly
1: <laughs>
2: was that for hook or was there some other like no, just for tinkerbell that event that precipitated oh okay. the
3: the the 19 tinkerbell movies huh
2: I didn't know that was a thing. There's
1: yep. so many so many Tinkerbell movies, man. Really? Tinkerbell's all over oh, yeah. the place. <laughs> huh. I was like reading a Reddit post the where they were talking about like people who like like horror stories from people who work at um theme parks and all that stuff. And it was like every every person who had played Tinkerbell was like, Oh yeah, every creepy dad flirts with you. Everyone. Every single one. Ugh. I was like gross.
2: <laughs> like, well, those are awfully short skirts, you know?
1: Sure, but you're in a child's theme park. (laughs) Like it's not like it's not like you're like, Oh, I'm at a strip club and someone's dressed up as sexy Tinkerbell. You're like you are a child's entertainer and you're a dad being like, Hey, I got a shot. I'll make a creepy Maybe maybe
2: I do. I'm gonna have another beer and then I'll have a shot.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it. She you saw the way she was looking at me. Dad, she's paid to smile. (laughs) Like if she stops smiling she gets fired. (laughs) That is her life. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, so Steamboat Willie entering the uh, the public domain. And uh, I don't know if you've heard, like, the John Oliver was, like, flirting with it all year. Like, he put Steamboat Willie in his intro credits. <laughs> like, at the top of the year, just just to be like he's, like, he's like, you know, he's like, we Here don't know, if, yeah, exactly, we don't know if it's gonna happen, or if it's not gonna happen, but we're just gonna do it, and then, like, right at the end of the episode, he's like, Steamboat Willie, and he's the, he's like, we've had him in the opening credits, Disney hasn't said anything, it's official on January 1st, and, like, Steamboat Willie just comes out, and he's just sort of like, ha oh, ha, fuck you, John, and it's like, such, like, <laughs> going, like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Well oh, man, done. I can't end wait for to fight
3: Hellboy in the next... Mike Mignola comic.
1: I was reading this. uh, There was, like, a guy who they sued into oblivion when he did a – he made, like, a a raunchy Mickey Mouse comic book in the 50s or whatever. And, like, they wanted – Yeah, yeah, they wanted, like, $10 million from him or whatever else like that. Settled on still an exorbitant fine. Like, not not a wreck-you-forever financial fine, but, like, still an exorbitant fine. And he's, like, to this day – if I d- draw Mickey Mouse at all, I do any drawings of him. It's technically close to a two hundred thousand dollar fine and a prison sentence. Well, like well, well. that's like on court ruling. Like the power I have in like this pencil. If I draw <laughs> Mickey Mouse, <laughs> you know, it's like the ramifications. I wonder if he ever does it at night and just like hey, hey, and just like draws it and then quickly destroys the drawing. <laughs> I wonder
2: if there's a parallel here to be drawn. I don't know if you remember last year there was a group of hackers that went by the name of Lapsus. You hear about this? Yeah. The Lapsus the Lapsus hacks. They um, they hacked all of the source code for GTA 6 and were leaking it and threatening to get Rockstar in trouble. Anyway, the 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 one of the main hackers, if if the story is true, one of the main hackers is a sent like medium to severely autistic young man mm-hmm. who is 18 years old and apparently one of the hacks that he did he was arrested by a bunch of officers was in a hotel being kept away from all of his computers and he used the the web interface on the hotel TV screen to perform another hack to go and, and do stuff so he's like <laughs> one of those hackers and um, like, like this in, guy-
1: in, in like like in the film hackers where they're like he can't yeah. touch anything electronic. <laughs> He's too, he's, like he's, he's too powerful.
2: Nineteen. He's <laughs> too powerful to be contained. So the, the 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 end of this story is this guy got uh, because he was unrepentant throughout his whole court proceedings and was like in front of the judge was like fuck you I'm gonna go and hack anything I'm gonna hack the planet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he has now been remanded to a mental institution for the rest of his life, and he is not eighteen.
1: Hooray! Thank is you, this, corporate is, America. Is this
2: justice? Is who are we protecting here?
1: Oh man, I gotta look that up. That sounds yeah,
2: it's a good, it's a good story. That sounds bonkers. If by good you mean like,
1: uh, you know, our slow descent into a dystopian society. Mm -hmm. Well, slow, slow. (laughs) Our rapidly accelerating descent into a dystopian society, maybe. Start slow, but it's like I feel it's like momentum. I'm ready for dystopia. Because one's dystopia's first step for post-apocalyptic, and then we're all living in Mad Max. Did you guys see the, Mad, the new Mad Max trailer? It I, no. It it, yeah. does it
2: Look good. <sighs> uh oh.
1: I mean, Uh-oh. I I have almost an infinite amount of faith in George Martin. Uh, George Martin. George,
2: known television and film critic.
1: George Miller. George Miller, not George Martin, or not George R.R. Martin, who did The Game of Thrones. George Miller. I have almost an infinite amount of faith in George Miller, but, like, it... And and people said it. They were saying it from production. He was like, I'm going for something else. I'm leaning into CG, like, to, to try to, like, to try to mess with it and see what I can do and, like, but still, like, create, like, a visual tone and stuff where he was like like there there was like a lot of talk of they were saying like the reason CG glares is because like you only have CG in some shots but if you make like CG in all shots you'll get like an overall like over the top cartoony effect to the film i mean
2: claiming there was no cg in fury road is also absurd like there sure. was tons of special sure, effects sure 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 well
1: correctly. special effects yeah. are all there a lot of that but it was just like but not a lot of computer generated vehicles it was all like enhanced and touched up and like post Very post effect yeah so, because, uh, like, apparently it all stemmed from, like, initial things of, like, that her arm would obviously have to be CG at all times, uh-huh. right? Like, because she's featured so prominently in it and whatever else, where it was a lot of, like, uh, it was a lot of green screen in the original. And so there was, like, it didn't, you didn't have a ton of, like, there's obviously computer-generated effects on the arm, but not, like, constantly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Apparently it started from that, and so yeah, you watch that trailer, and it is uh, chock chock full of CG. And Sarah was like, "This looks like trash," and I was like, "It certainly doesn't look as cool as I want it to, but Uh-oh. I mean,
2: on the other hand, okay, let's try and defend a lot of uh, a lot of movies. They release like semi finished footage ahead there. of time, or they do like you know promo shots that don't quite get the same amount of love as the actual film does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I
2: it's don't know, possible. I, I, it's
1: possible." He, and, and I'm saying, but also if it's, like, it might look jarring if you're holding it side by side for Fury Road, but he might have a point, too, where he's, like, if that is the, like, the tone and look of the whole film, I feel that, like, within five to ten minutes of watching it, you'll be, like, this is the world, and your brain will just kind of accept it. As long mm-hmm. as it's never, like, like a weird, like, CG blob in the background or whatever, if it's, like, you have that weird, like, hyper-stylized hyper look to everything. Oh, you know? like Zack Snyder. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, Zack Snyder or, or JJ my...
3: Abrams, maybe it'll be like a lot of like lens flares.
1: He's in the Snyderverse. <laughs> but,
3: anyway. Yeah, get the JJ Abrams Star Trek lens flare. That that always works. That's good.
1: I mean, exa- I, like I said, it's it 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 can be a miss. I just I feel that like I don't think he would put out something that looks like trash. Is but it's I mean,
2: Hollywood though, you know, he might not want to and then that might be the, Yeah, but this was you know, he might have to.
1: Like so so famously fighting against Hollywood for the just to make this film the way he wanted to make it, right? Like and all that stuff and get paid and get everything else like that. Or may, or maybe he's just like screw you and this is he wants to take a massive dump and on. And take
2: take the brand down with him when he goes. Like he he also pissed off a lot of people afterwards, right? Cuz has not isn't the reason this took so long to come out that he's been in battles with DC or Warner Brothers over yeah t- Yeah, yeah. To, Fender, to, Fender, to get paid Fender. yeah
1: because they said yeah. that he that it's so bonkers that like he he that he brought it in on budget and they're like well no actually you went over budget once you like calculate um uh, what do you call it promotion all that stuff he's like that's not my problem <laughs> like he's like i don't like they they had a different which i don't understand how these contracts are written we're like 120 years into like hollywood movie making and stuff and we haven't like how could there be ambiguity between like pre- pre-promotion and post-promotion budget like he's saying the way my contract is written i get paid i'm on budget and they're saying no like how is that even a legal discussion and it's not like spelled out explicitly in the con like it's hollywood baby (laughs) i know but it's like it's it's crazy to me that that's not explicit in the contract what what budget you're talking about when it comes to a like millions of dollars of bonuses for the director
2: the the question becomes how how much money are you willing to pay a lawyer to go over your contract to make sure you're not going to get screwed like this and like the best lawyer in the universe might not might not catch it and all of the best lawyers who know this stuff probably are locked into non-competes with the
1: yeah, well, and, and dis- by, all, by all accounts, he got his money or some amount of his money. Like, he got enough money to make himself, A, satisfied, and B, to make more Mad Max. That was the, like, right, right. whatever it was. And he, and he even said, like, in, in interviews, he was like, I can also just stop making movies. I have, like, a, I've had a fine career, and I'm okay financially. Like, if, if, yeah. if they want to go, like, hard, hard, hardball, I'll just start doing other projects that are not, like, movie making, because I'll technically be under, like, contract that I'm not fulfilling... He would have exclusivity rights that he would never be able to fulfill. He's like, I can just do other right. stuff, like comic books and writing, and he's like, that's that's fine by me. I'm an old man. <laughs> like it's it's this. Is, he's like it's it's okay. So I feel that whatever he got was like enough to get him back on board, and he probably wasn't like caved in, being like my bills or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: I'm I'm sure he's, he'll he'll be fine. I feel like Fury Road. Like I meant to Justice, right? I feel yeah. like Fury Road is a it's rare you can have a movie that you can point out and say the director was the cause of this smashing success, yeah. you know, and not that the other people, the other performers did not participate in it, but you can really tell there was an artistic vision that came from the top and that the yeah. whole movie worked to support mm-hmm. that. And the results are a legitimate, this guy should be rich forever off of this movie. Yeah. If, if people in the world should be rich off of making one artistic smashing success, which maybe you could debate that too, but yeah. in our current, in our current system, you know,
1: the, and, the, lead, and also, the lead
2: actor kind of didn't get it and played against the movie for a good chunk of it, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: and it still worked. Like, and it still worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. It's it's crazy. And that's why I said, like, I always it, that whole entire WB versus George Miller thing always blew my mind just on account of the like it made money, it won Oscars, it won whatever, and they were like, we would not like to pay you a couple million dollar bonus of this. We we the, would ra- the, we would rather not. And you're like why Why not just sign the bonus, even if there is some ambiguity in the contract? Being like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> like, because you did the thing it.
2: Warner Brothers doesn't, ha- doesn't need is directors who know what the fuck they're doing. How much rich IP do they have? And they can't get directors who can put out good movies. They get, <laughs> they get <laughs> oh, one good one, and they fucking...
3: John, you're going, you're going way too far. The thing Warner Brothers doesn't need is putting out movies. Yeah, exactly. they, They're <laughs> like, going to pay for entire movies and not release them. Already.
2: That's true. That's like also a good story for this again. year. How many?
3: Two. Two <laughs> yeah. big ones. Major yeah. big ones with big anticipation behind them. That the, the row movie got shelved box written off and destroyed for the insurance. Tax right and, off. Then, and then and then the Wiley e. Coyote movie just just got completely. Wasn't
2: there a superhero movie that was like a horror based one that got disappeared as well? Maybe that wasn't this year. Um I don't even
1: remember no I'm thinking of the weird was. the, the, the weird wild. shitty New Mutants one that was a Marvel yeah thing, that was it that was it yeah yeah that that did, that did get the light of day and turned out it was bad it was real bad okay okay
0: okay that,
1: that, came, that came out, came out, out this out, year out, even though it was, was like filmed in like 2019 or something like that and featured yeah. like 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 before they were stars like Anya Taylor-Joy came and out last like, year came out last year yeah, yeah that's guess. it yeah. Like had, had Stranger
3: had, Things the girl from Game of Thrones
1: yeah and it was just all all bad all of it was bad, uh, Scott. You mentioned Zack Snyder. Did anyone watch *Rebel Moon*? Yep. You yep. watched Which it? Way? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I was like, did it?
3: Did not. No.
1: Oh. My God, it's such nonsense. So it's it's, it is part. Wait, hang on. It's part one of the first part of a trilogy. Okay first of all you're like we're in full we've entered the Snyderverse everybody like just to just to begin with and the version that came out uh this December is is not the final like is not the Snyder cut like even though it's Netflix and they're letting him do whatever he wants there's still going to be a director's cut I was like we've gone like Snyderception on this of like why is no, why on, is why why is this not the director's cut we're Netflix we paid you to make a movie and then you're like but then there's another cut coming that makes no sense because like you're that's, also going to be released by netflix the point makes of it is. So that's so not true at all hmm?
2: and and also historically there's tons of movies that have director's cuts that are you know they're a little more self-indulgent they take three hours rather than two and a half to do a movie and they're they're like more artsy fartsy i get it that's i think that
3: model how many makes million sense americans go on how many million americans are just Zack snyder purists that that will just follow him for a director's cut no matter what it's totally a marketing thing
1: oh i understand it's a marketing thing but like but that that little song and dance of a director's cut makes a bit of sense with a the theatrical release right where you're saying we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're putting it into theaters we want a runtime of xyz we want this but i was like that little song and dance makes no sense on a netflix release where you're just sort of like just release the snyder cut it's netflix oh it's
0: it's it,
2: wide enough with Netflix. No, no, no. The audience is so big.
3: And it does. You've got those people who will watch both of them, just to say they
1: yeah. watch both of them. Okay.
3: It's so, free. It's free. It's making the same movie twice and making everyone watch it two times.
1: Yeah. It's just <laughs> hours logged on Netflix is the, the real thing. So the metric. Yes. Um, yeah. So apparently this is, it, it's very much a adapted script for a Star Wars film that he, uh, he pitched and they shot down. Like watch a trailer for it. There are lightsabers in this movie. Like it's, really? Yeah. Like it is. <laughs> there are actual. What do they call them? Laser, I don't know what they're Photon called. Photon sabers. Yeah. There's like laser, laser swords. Okay. Uh, it is actually. It is. It was Rebel Moon. Crystal part. Cutlass. Yeah. yeah. Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire, <laughs> to be followed up by Rebel Moon Part Two: The Scar Giver. All of this is just such we like i went through the we'll go through the characters i went for talking to john during D. the characters yeah. are nonsense so the, the the plot is it is set in a fictional galaxy ruled by the mother world whose military the imp- empire i'm sorry the imperium my bad threatens a farming colony on the moon Velt. korra a former imperium soldier ventures on a quest to recruit warriors from across the galaxy to make a stand against the imperium before they return to Velt. So Sukodin, I guess, in space. Right?
2: There were worse zones to be in. All right. Sure,
1: sure. But it is, once again, it's like a farming colony on the Velt. but she's got it. like, it's, I love that they're like, what does everybody, like, shit on? Or one of the things that you can shit on Star Wars for is, like, why does it all center around a dumb planet like Tatooine? But, like, the plot of this is I need to recruit all of these epic warriors to return to the farming colony for the last stand against the Empire. I'm like... Are we sure that that's where it should go? Like, you, you, have, you know that everybody's like, everything based on Tatooine is dumb. And they're like, you can just replace Velt with Tatooine, right? Like, the original script, that was Tatooine. Guarantee it.
2: Does, does it live in the realm of homage or, like, ripoff? Or does it live in the realm of satire? Because if it's in the satire zone, then all of that is, like, fucking on point.
1: <laughs> well, apparently, it, it's, everybody Make says it, you're like, it, it just seems like edgy Star Wars like that's that is it's very much like Zack Snyder wrote it in high school right um but yeah as the the names the, the we won't go through all the names but the ones that we need to talk about because of John's D&D background is uh Darian and Devra Bloodaxe uh huh <laughs> so real people real character oh. names that's good. The, the true
2: story is my very first D&D party was just me and my buddy Jesse. And I had four characters and they were all siblings named Blood Axe. I was like 12. This, this, I'm not making this up. I this is true. I I, I I, was into those Blood Axe guys. And then eventually we figured four characters was too many. So I stuck with only two of them. But I had like the Bloodaxe brothers who were my first D&D. Yeah. Very first D&D experience.
1: Were they named Darian and Devra?
2: It was like equally equally preposterous. I don't really, I don't even remember anymore. And then the other the other casting like that.
1: choice that uh, makes me lol is Anthony Hopkins as the voice of Jimmy, the last <laughs> member of a race of mechanical knights. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, of course, his name good is Lord. Jimmy. Can you
3: yeah, can okay. you imagine? Can you imagine being Zack Snyder, like printing that up, editing it, getting the good paper, and walking into the Disney offices? being like, sup, bitches? What, what? Here it is, Big Z with the house, with the script. And they're like, man, it's Star Wars? We'll do anything with Star Wars. We, we will literally do whatever. We will make Andor the most boring Star Wars series of all time. How dare you? Let's see what you got. Half an hour later. Half yeah, an hour later. Well, um, I think you know where the door is. Like, how bad does it have to be?
1: uh according according to uh zach snyder he was inspired by the works of akira kurosawa star wars and heavy metal magazine <laughs> perfection God, like, that every so other, like, uh, like every other like like every other 15 year old for his life
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like it just it's i mean <laughs> i i've heard it's like the, the highest praise that I've, I've I've read some pretty bad reviews and the highest praise I've read from it, though, is that it is like if you can shut your mind off, it, it's some delightful, schlocky space epic like popcorn garbage, which I think is like there's
2: room for that, which which
1: yeah. is I think that in in the like <laughs> in the best of times, that's Zack Snyder. Right. Like it's it's the weird elevation that Zack Snyder. Someone lets that go to Zack Snyder's head that he was like an artist and not just like action movie Guy Ritchie type, you know what I mean? Where you're like, you're doing real art, Zach. If he like could just lock into, I make slick as shit action nonsense, and that's my thing. Not I have a pure vision of my artistic merit. I can, I'm like,
2: I can tell you the exact moment that it happened. It came in between the step of three hundred and the Watchmen. Right. You can see in the 300, he's having fun with it, but his source material is actual artistic work.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: Watchmen, also the source material is artistic work, but he goes into his step of like pushing and pushing and pushing and
1: going Yeah. He's it. like, I am the artist here. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. There
2: was, there was, what's it called mm-hmm. in between the two? Um, sucker Punch, uh, baby. Sucker Punch. But, but he was still having fun at that point. Mm.
1: I and, mean, I think like that that's, that's the, that's the first is like real,
3: an adaptation. It's, 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 yeah, but it's also a, f- pretty faithful adaptation it there's is. not a lot you can say like he went off script he had to fluff stuff out but he didn't go off script and there's yeah, stuff 300's of breezy in Watchmen that you're just like oh that that's a it's change a breezy movie too
2: yeah, yeah right it, it wasn't that long whereas with the watchman it went long yeah,
3: not yeah. that the
2: watchman the comic wasn't long but
3: you know yeah, yeah but there, there was changes instead of just like fleshing out fluffing mm-hmm. up and and some of those changes were just like huh that's uh
1: i remember watching Wild, the watchman i think the, the first like the, the the true the true like snyder like the true the true snyder ishness coming out was i was like oh the watchman thinks like the watchman film thinks the comedian is cool as hell like yeah. and you're like yeah. at nope at no point in the comic do you get the vibe that the comedian is cool as hell like you're like he's a Gross rapist and a monster. Almost at every every yeah. single panel, he's deplorable. But the movie's like, look how cool he is. And like, in, oh. in his defense,
2: I think the ending of *Film Watchman* oh, yeah. like kind of worked.
1: Yeah, I like the rewritten ending is all right. yep. reasonable.
2: John was good too. There's a lot of that movie to like.
1: <clears throat> there, like there
3: are there yeah, are but things the idea of making okay. the comedian the the one that the cop wanted to get the smiley button sticker and put it on the back of their cruiser that that's the that's i don't the know you, for it. you
2: don't think that's a little thin blue line tag that is uh as relevant today as it was in the, in the 80s? i mean
3: marvel is in the process of changing the punisher logo because they don't like what it's become
2: yeah i mean
3: that's, that's think about that, that. and, and zach good. was like let's let's go the other way with it let's make this horrible character just just desirable let's yeah. I want I want security guards for Garda to wear the smiley face
1: pin yeah you're like Ugh. yeah exactly That's yeah. It. You, you, you I don't know it. I'm dialing
2: it back I think I kind of like the Watchmen what was? What did he do after what was the next one because I feel like there's a dead zone in between that and like well, the modern
1: I mean I think he goes straight into like I, I think it's Superman yeah yeah uh, well, then... yeah something happened there <laughs> exactly and that's what I said I think that he was like what did you I, say I think that it was like doing doing kind of like 300 and Watchmen and into Superman is he was like he was like I have new and interesting things to say about these like comics but like those new and interesting things are exactly what like a 15, 16 year old edgelord wants to say you right. know like like I feel that that was like he got in his head that he was like I have new and interesting takes on these like established beloved comics and those new and interesting takes are just edgelord shittiness which plays right like to his credit he has developed a following who will go and do what he wants and pushed him pushed wb to give him a whole bunch of money to release the snyder cut and people are giving him money for netflix is giving him a bunch of money a lot of people are watching this freaking rebel moon thing he's he's getting the whole trilogy scar giver (laughs) Which is the name of my new D and D character? (laughs) uh, It's coming out in April. Your
2: sword or your bow, Scar Giver. Scar Giver.
3: Sucker, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. Wow.
1: So Sucker Punch was post Justice
3: League. I thought it was Justice League. Yeah, it's uh, there was Guardians there too. Watchmen, Legend of the Guardians, the, the Owl movie. Oh
0: yeah, I didn't
1: see that. The it first recruit. Great. Oh my God! It was like the first recruit thing with the, the, first first recruit in in Rebel- the first recruit in Rebel. The first recruit in Moon is a smuggler and criminal. How did? Where did he come up with this? Like the first recruit, a man. smuggler. The whole
2: thing's got to be a reference, you know. That's, it's, 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 it makes sense, I guess.
1: But like, just mix up the order, you know. Like recruit the recruit Jimmy first, then go smuggler. Don't make smuggler the first one to join the crew. Oh
3: my God. One of the characters' name is Atticus Noble. <laughs> Atticus
1: there's the, Noble. There's King, King King Levitica. Oh, my God. Balisarius, a tyrant King. who has seized control of the mother world.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into seeing this now. I feel like uh, it, it, if, it's, if, it, if it's able to laugh at itself and us and Star Wars at the same time, then it, it, it could be good.
3: I'm gonna wait until Joss Whedon has a crack at it. The, Weed, the, <laughs>
2: the Whedon the Whedon, the cut, release Call the Whedon cut.
1: Dash Thiff. These names, like he had to just go to like d and D name creator to just punch these,
2: <laughs> or or he's doing like sat like Star Wars satire name creator, you know? Sure, it, like I, at- I said, at- it's Noble. That's fucking good. Ad. It, as in, it's it's terrible, but it's good, you know.
1: Um. Heavily injured, but but alive, Noble is recovered by Motherworld forces and revived after having a psychic conversation with Balisarius, who demands Noble end the insurgency against him and bring Korra to him alive, so he can execute him. Himself. What's the
2: force in this thing? Do they explain what the like the magic uh, what's, what's magic? Magic powers? Mm,
1: yeah. I don't know. Is there magic?
2: There has to be some kind of
1: Father Sindri, the local village chieftain. Uh I don't know, I don't see the, I don't see any expressly like magic. Hmm. Hang on. Quick quick! Google. Is there magic? I don't know if is I'm magic disappointed in or if,
2: I'm, if I think that it's like a bold choice.
1: The source.
2: Yeah, exactly. The source. But just believe in yourself. Use the source.
1: <laughs> well, according according to Zack Snyder, the Rebel Moon most universe things is filled. The universe.
2: <laughs> it binds us.
1: There seems to be no name exactly to it. But there there is... Like, as per Rebel Snyder, he. Rebel Snyder. That's right. His new name. Mm-hmm. Re- Rebel Snyder. It's, a, it's his title. Exactly. I'm Rebel Snyder. He says his world is full of magic and madness. Not unlike okay. Warhammer 40K. He,
2: is that a quote?
1: He references, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's incredibly derivative, and people are naming stuff. Oh, no, no. This is the people who are pointing it out. yeah this is like a review where they were saying like everybody's like harking on star wars but anyone who's like in the know knows that it's equally if not more ripping off 40k (laughs) Hmm. oh man
3: i mean that's all superman's fault right what's his name just introduced him to 40k the whole time doing three movies together (laughs) god damn it
2: what's his name Uh, the guy who played superman
3: henry cavill Um... is a big 40K dude.
2: Super big. Well, super big. It's mentioned in a couple of his interviews that he plays 40K on the regular.
1: We're back after a break that the listener didn't even know we took because we cut around that stuff because we're professionals.
2: I actually think my cuts between our breaks has been, have been pretty good. Sometimes I even layer you on top of your quotes from before because uh-huh. you kind of ramble when we're about to go into a, a break, and then you also often ramble as we start. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll do one in front of the other, and it's
1: seamless. I try to, I try to do that for you. Do you?
3: <laughs> what? You mean we're not putting our ads in those breaks?
1: No. we. Uh, uh, this
3: podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens mm-hmm. on your Casper mattress from Blue Apron. Uh-huh.
1: I thought you were gonna say like, "This podcast is brought to you by the new upcoming Netflix film, Rebel Moon." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yo, they just spent ten minutes slagging that film. <laughs>
3: Legends of the antihero with a cool weapon. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, I, I guess the other, the only other thing that I just had on my notes as uh, John, have you been? Do you know if I say the day before, does that mean anything to you?
2: the day before nope like do you mean yesterday
1: there's a yes. word for that okay sure uh no the day before the the game the like hilarious catastrophe in the last couple of weeks of like a video game that got released and it was like released with like significantly less features than were even like shown in a tech demo two years ago <laughs> like <laughs> no <Nope>. like <laughs> In in the tech demo, I, I don't know how many other other nonsense things fell apart, but like you clearly saw characters who had like oh, there was like a vault mechanic. Like if there was a waist high thing, you could vault over. The finished okay. quote unquote air quotes finished game, you could not vault over things. It was in the yeah. Steam store for like two days and then like immediately yanked, and now you can't get it. And now it has Oof. that whole thing of like people can buy. Uh, the people are like like if you can get a copy or whatever of it, like hundreds of dollars to play this unbelievably broken game it was announced as like an x6 ex- ex- the day before was announced by fantastic studios in 2021 and was promising to be like an expensive survival mmo set in a zombie ravaged dystopian future uh and it was it was i think the most like wish listed game of 2021 on steam
2: yeah and
1: yeah. uh yeah just just catastrophic and like is not that game looks terrible missing playable features that were demoed in previous things and then they just they just bailed and uh Okay okay
2: so I just, I just read up on this. Maybe I did read a little bit about it before. So, it's an MMO survival horror, which in a lot of senses could be the, exactly the MMO type of game that, you, that would be different for the MMO genre rather than like fantasy run around smash the enemies. It's just like everything is always falling apart. You got to work together to survive. So, it, it could be super cool. People really want that game. The thing is MMOs yeah. are always a million billion times more complicated to put together than anybody ever expects. And, Many, many bigger studios, I think, have bit off more than they can chew in the MMO space. I don't know. Sad story, but um, yeah, don't release broken crap.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You it's, know, it seems, I don't know. It <laughs> seems You're to
2: charge money for thing. it. Should be okay.
1: Yeah, the studio announced announced its closure less than a. The studio announces closure less than a week after the game was released.
3: Wow! Wow! That's pretty good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like I mean I feel that it was probably they were just like, well, we're out of money. Here's here's our is the thing we have even workable. This is they launch it. Everyone's like no, it's not. And they're like, well, we're done. We're done. Goodbye. Like, yeah, exactly. Can't do this
3: anymore. I mean, yeah, I think that,
1: that,
2: that like video games in general, AAA titles these days take hundreds of millions of dollars to make. And an MMO turns a game that could be a hundred million into 10 million or 10 hundred million. And then even if you wanted a bigger, more AAA A budget MMO, even higher. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah that's it. I guess like I the only thing I can think of is that they were, it was, it was their, their hail Mary pass of just being like, if anybody has any fun with this, shit that we've made we can maybe start generating revenue and like dig ourselves out of this failure that we find ourselves in and it was like everybody mm-hmm. was like no you've you've given us garbage and then they were like alright then we're closed goodbye uh, but I, yeah, I haven't really
2: been paying attention but I feel like it's been a while since there's been a lot of big MMO kind of titles coming out people have backed off of it just because it's so big and crazy and hard to make a good one
1: and especially I think that you have like the the world of warcraft like toehold like is just so big you're like you you need to go against this this game that has has the model has the setup has the player base has everything else going on for it that you're like if anyone's sitting there who wants to play an mmo there's like the best one is kicking around at all times right like with a with a with a strong player base and a support structure and it's already developed and there's new content coming out every month or whatever the heck it is and like I, I think, think there's I also have.
2: a ton of niche ones that are still hanging on to, like, like you know, the Lord of the Rings e. and, yeah. and um Does oh, the DDO online one was around for a while? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, Done. and um, what's it called? Uh, Elder, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. And Fallout, right? Yeah.
3: I, I, have a, I have, like, a sudden theory. Is oh. the reason that WoW was able to succeed over EverQuest the fact that EverQuest released a sequel instead of just updating the whole game? like it gave everyone a jumping off point.
2: Mm, I mean that probably helped, but EverQuest was lived in a space of like 90s gaming or even 80s gaming. It was made by 80s gamers who were expecting 80s type of stuff and WoW yeah. was like just made everything easier. A lot, a lot of clunky shit, like resting that would take forever in, in EverQuest. You'd spend like 20 minutes sitting there while your character filled up on hit points not playing. WoW made it happen in a tenth of the time. And the size of the world, how much problem it was to get from one point to another was just a million billion times easier in WoW. So like so many little things like that added together to make the experience like a hundred times more fun (laughs) and and there's like the 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 type of player who appreciates a little a little difficulty in their gaming experience and like that's okay too everquest was pretty awesome in that regard but you can even see it happen over the life of of world of warcraft where at the start they had 40 person raids where you had to have 40 people who were fucking paying attention and who were like on do you have any idea how hard it is to get 40 gamers on a friday night to like be on not i'm not saying on like you're on and in front of your computer and clicking your mouse i'm saying on like you have to respond to your raid leaders calls you have to be watching the screen for particular actions from the enemies and you have to be doing either damage healing or whatever all at the same time and managing your rotations you had to be like like the freaking wayne gretzky paying attention and 40 people at the same time was outrageous the first um
3: leroy jenkins
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and the the Leroy Jenkins moment happens in a fifteen-person dungeon, not not even a forty-person dungeon. (laughs) It got even crazier, and they they the classic WoW ended at Naxxramas with forty-person dungeons, and after that, they shrank the raid size down to twenty. Like the big raids were all twenty afterwards, and I I think even now it's fifteen. They might have even shrank it even further. I'm I'm making that up. It's been a while since I played WoW, but I I think they made a lot yeah
3: but when they released the sequel it gave people pause right they're just like i'm an eq player and now i can either a eq2 or b try while wow. mm-hmm. like there was like a real fork in the road at that point that i'm not sure would have happened if they would have just been like here here's the expansion pack for eq yeah
2: everquest also got expansion and and, packs and after it was eq2 there was another one asheron's call that was really really big at that time as well yeah
1: uh, yeah, but I was I was also gonna say that like plus a lot of those EverQuest players were like regular Warcraft players already, right? So there was like they had a, they had the hooks in with like like Warcraft two was already out, and I don't think Warcraft three came out post Wow, right? I wanna yeah, say. yeah, is that right? Or, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. But like Warcraft two was already like a, an established hit of a game, so they there was like it wasn't just like in many ways you'd put that like Warcraft was like a stronger franchise as an IP than EverQuest. You know what I mean, I, mean? Like... I really,
2: really think the difference was in how easy it was to play and how fun it was in general. Like EverQuest, still had you lose your equipment and you lose experience points when you die, whereas World of Warcraft, you just go back and you can get back to your corpse. And I don't remember what you pick back up, but there was no losing equipment, there was no losing levels. You know, mm-hmm. just little things like that make the game Im- immeasurably more approachable to the casual person, and the consequence was an enormous increase in player base. And uh, and that meant the money pouring in, and they could kind of do whatever they wanted afterwards.
1: Yeah, that's it. It was like you could. Like, I mean, you hear it all the times where it's just like you could get your, you you could get your girlfriend to play WoW or whatever. I don't think yeah. you could get your girlfriend yeah. to play EverQuest. I mean, obviously, well, that's not true.
2: Of, plenty of plenty of plenty of people. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm Everquest. saying
1: like I'm I'm saying that as like in terms of like a casual non gamer can pick up WoW. Like obviously, mm-hmm. if your girlfriend is a gamer, that's that's not the that's not what we're I'll talking that's about far here. Off. Yeah, exactly. If your girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't have to be, I'm not going to gender this. A, what I'm saying is that your non-gamer partner could pick up WoW. Is the mm-hmm. is the point? Not the point, but it's like you heard that a lot. You heard a lot of times where it's like, oh yeah, like my my significant other plays a bunch of WoW, and I played it, and it's pretty fun and accessible. You're like, yeah, that means. And when I'm when the when the first M is massively multiplayer you need a massive player base make it as accessible as possible don't make it dark souls we <laughs> you know, know like...
2: somebody's whose non-gamer partner played wow up to the point of rating high level content right mm-hmm. and they did it with their with their little kid playing alongside and and had a great time doing it
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's it it's like you can't make i'm not i'm not saying there's no place for a dark souls style mmorpg but it will not have the player base of an no, accessible no, no, game yeah. like yeah.
2: I mean, but that also becomes the like the thorn in its side where they make all of that stuff approachable and then um, the content that they do produce gets smashed through within hours of them releasing it by the people who do want to play hardcore. And and yeah. then there's no content for those guys. And when those guys disappear, there also is, is a, you know, pain in the community. But obviously their formula works, right? But people have been heralding the death of Warcraft for a long time. There have been other people threw a lot of money into um, Ever... not Ever... Uh, oh, um, Star Elder Wars, Wars got Elder online. Yeah. Star Wars twice tried, then ha- Final you know, Fantasy didn't went God for smashed. it. Yep, although yeah, Final Fantasy's like, been around for a long time. Um, and
1: yeah, and it, and it and it it after it's after they fixed it, it found its niche and whatever else like that. But it certainly is not hanging on like Warcraft player base. It's it was a prov- It yes. didn't shut down, <laughs> right? But like, oh, God. do
3: you remember so City like, of Heroes? Oh, that was good. Oh fun. yeah.
1: That, whew, that was City a lot of wild time. City of Heroes seemed cool. Yeah. that seemed that that also seemed fun and accessible. Like you're like hey, I'm a you man watch, and I yeah. fly around and I do some superhero shit.
2: I I do think it got a little grindy. There was like a lot of running the same dungeon over and over again and just like smacking a million billion guys that all looked exactly the same
3: for I mean, hours of, and hours and hours. City of Heroes was a game based almost completely around character creation
2: yeah the character creation was kick-ass though
3: yeah like just yeah. everyone's gonna have a good time for that first half hour <laughs> that, that was enough to out. keep it going for a long time
1: mm-hmm. flying around and zapping your powers and whatever else like that yeah uh, speaking of city of heroes yeah. uh so scott a couple weeks ago on yep. uh this very show we talked about like when does marvel kind of elevate themselves to like the really good thing and i think and I read it before and I'm in the middle of rereading it. I think the closest they get is alias. What's alias? Oh, right? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 okay. f- the Jessica Jones. Yeah, the first Jessica Jones, oh the un, un, under the Marvel Max imprint. So it's got it's got swearing and it's gritty and it's like kinda like real detective stuff. Like real I, I I don't hold it up to Watchmen or whatever, but I was like, I feel that this is like probably The best Marvel comic as literature that I've read. I
3: think Uh, I get it, but it's so close to pulp that I don't know if it's sure. It's 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 clearly 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 Pulp is literature. Right, just saying like, oh it's a really good detective story. It doesn't Philip Marlowe sure but I'm I saying think, but like okay. but it makes like, it...
1: It, it makes Jessica Jones like a flaw like a, a like it's it's Bendis's creation so she's she's his to do with that she please but it's like it introduces a character who is like flawed in a more traditional sense who makes a lot of mistakes who has her problems who has like has turned her back on the typical costume superhero element as a character and is like existing in the universe like existing in a Marvel universe that without Without completely redefining it, it's still in the main Marvel universe, but is like a, a complete reinterpretation of how this character like, lives and views in that universe. It, it's, I, I, it's a lot I get more it, interesting and than know, a lot of the other stuff.
3: I know where you're coming from, but how different is it from a cop who was kicked off the force for ratting out some dirty cops, Oh, now I, like becoming, said, now becoming a private detective who also has a drinking problem? and gets into uh, craziness in New York city. Cause it's, it's also extremely derivative with a small Marvel twist.
1: Yeah. I, not I that would, it's bad, would, but it's I would original. agree with that, but, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm not saying it's necessarily original. I don't think flip freaking all some of the, those Batman stories like year one, isn't that original. It's just, it's, it could be any, like year one could just be any vigilantes story. Right, like it's just it's well written and well executed. That's year one, and it's the, the how a guy becomes a vigilante is year one. I find it it gives off a lot of a lot of year one esque vibes. Different different <laughs> different storyline or whatever, but it's like yeah, like like year one doesn't strike me as a particularly original story. It's just well executed, and Alias is extremely well ex- executed for especially in the Marvel Marvel space, like. A Marvel comic right like it doesn't have to be like yes it's on the max imprint so it's like grown up but it's not it's not like such a departure it's not saying oh I need a whole other universe to make this work it is like no we're in we're in canon we're in universe we're in whatever and it's the closest I feel that Marvel has gotten to those to those higher tier like DC elevated comics like I said it's not watching
2: top your head what do you got Marvel better than better than Better than than Alias
1: It's, As like, like
3: cl- again, it's it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's so not original, and I'd probably rather read like sixteen oh two, which is original, even if it flubs the landing, or Walter Simonson's hmm. Thor, which is like iconic in a but it's still a Thor comic, or even Alex Ross's Marvels, yeah. which I think does a regular person in the Marvel universe a lot. Better than just than Jessica Jones, you know, a hard-boiled private dick in in New York. I feel like, you, like none of those sounded to the, me
2: like you were picking them because they were more literary. That might be again, key just, point. Just, is that this is the most literary of the Marvel offerings? Yeah, yeah like, like half an issue.
3: Ten things. There's half an issue of Alias is, that is, is basically, such a good. <clears throat> it's like saying 10 things i hate about you is a really good rom-com and it's like yeah but it's 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 a shakespeare story redone so saying that like this is a really so, it reminds me of reading books when it's just you know taking philip marlowe and making him a former superhero instead of a former cop then like yeah it's I, really well it's written cool. it's just
1: Like for a comic book, a comic book like half of like there's one issue where it's like literally half of an issue is like a bit of a scumbag detective questioning her and trying to like pin a crime on her, and it's like half the issue is dialogue back and forth between the scumbag detective doing the interrogation of her and trying to pin the crime on her, and it's like compelling and good reading. There's that's a good like to me that's good. How different is written?
3: Sure, but is it is it significantly better than Bendis Maliev Daredevil or? Bendis emming powers
1: well well like it's, so it's yeah right powers is world. not in canon though right
3: well no it's its own thing it's not marvel but like Bendis yeah, is just that, playing that the same literally song literally
1: the yeah. ar- that, I feel that this is the argument we're having is where does it exist in the in marvel like this is this is exclusive to marvel conversation obviously Bendis no no, no. I'm powers- talking
3: about originality originality if he's doing you know gritty cops in a superhero world well that's something he did 10 years before
1: well, no. Alias is Alias is pre his Daredevil run. Is um, Alias two thousand way after Powers and af-
3: way after Powers. Powers is what about a f- superhero who then turns into a cop, and Alias is about a superhero who turns into a private investigator. And they solve I'm, crimes in a superhero universe. Like, just so
1: you know, or yeah, just so you know, creativity. Yeah, just you know, it's also not not way after. It's he he power starts in 2000 alias starts in 2001 and it's the same writer you're comparing uh, well, they,
3: <laughs> there you go so he's writing the same story that he wrote independently but now he's like oh i gotta i gotta do it for the spider-mans yeah Spider but, but,
1: but it doesn't mean that it's badly written i'm saying it's it's well written and it's like it's I, probably one of the better written in terms of real just writing and 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 like writing as a craft in terms of the marvel universe it's it's a high bar it's, it's like a high water point for a lot of what other marvel stuff is and comparing it to other marvel stuff exclusively obviously there are better comics than alias i'm not saying it even maybe needs to be on a top 10 all time i'm saying for marvel as like literature it gets the closest i've seen blasting through all these marvel comics i i i, I can't call it literature when it's
3: just a different genre of comic. Mm. Just just because it's not superhero fiction doesn't mean that it's automatically literature.
1: I think it's really really well written and well executed. That's my point. Like, I mean, I feel that there's been other pulpy shit coming out of Marvel that's not super well executed and well written, like in a way that I care about. Like, I don't want to slag Bendis. I'm a fan of Bendis.
3: I, I've read like a dozen of his novels. Like. It's fine. It's just, it's 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 more of the same from him.
1: I find mean, it's a lot of prototype him, honestly. Like his his writing career started largely in or like late nineties, early two thousands, and this is two thousand one. I feel that like he's a lot of his later stuff rips this off. Like a lot of the Daredevil stuff rips this off. Like anyway, yeah, but like
3: it's it's it, it could be about any one of his characters that he's already created.
1: Sure. But this, it's not, it's the Jessica Jones who he created and this is her first comic.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? again, like, again, that's like, it's...
3: I don't think it stands out enough except for the fact that there's a l- less spandex. Yeah. And that's I don't know. fine. Well, like, like I said,
1: I don't, but what other Marvel comic is like written as well? Like I said, like, and I'm just saying, just from dialogue, like, or it's like I like. There are not a lot of Marvel comics where it'll be half of the comic. Oh, I mean, just from dialogue. Just from
3: dialogue isn't even fair. Like that's what Bendis does. Which which other Marvel comic is done? So you're saying like you're like you're like I don't like
1: it's literature because this guy who's really good at writing wrote it. (laughs) Like this is your argument's getting weird. No, no, no. That's
3: like saying that's like saying Buffy is is premier television because he's got some of the best natural teenage dialogue he he writes the the snappy comebacks better than anyone else like yeah that's his talent it doesn't mean that it's fucking emmy award-winning preserve it forever film it's just brian michael bendis writes good dialogue
1: yeah and that's what i'm saying and this is like a top tier brian michael bendis writing which makes it a top tier marvel writing period
3: okay but like why is it suddenly literature where ultimate spider-man isn't dialogue because is I, great in ultimate spider-man dialogue yeah, is great sure. in that book it's great it's it's the strongest thing about that book in an otherwise very standard
1: spider-man book i mean bendis wrote red hulk right
3: no low low low
1: low yeah, Contemporaries, but yeah, no, I because I think that it's like I care about this character and this character seems like significantly more human and relatable and like the dialogue and whatever else, like that, and the story arc like the first story arc with Captain America being like, I can't let this tape of my secret identity or what, or not secret identity, of like where I live and how I live coming out like it's good, it's cool, like you're like, yeah, this is a real concern, like it's neat, like anyway.
3: I mean, (laughs) like, I, I don't, again, I don't, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, I'm objecting to the, this is top tier, should be taught in courses literature.
1: Oh, no, I never said that. I said it's as close as Marvel gets. I said it, I said it, does, I said it doesn't even make probably a top 10 best comics. I said it's as close as Marvel gets with Marvel characters. That's my I argument. Just,
3: I don't think it stands up too much higher than Daredevil or Ultimate
1: Spider-Man or
3: anything else that...
1: Sure. I, I mean, like I said, I've been reading. I've been reading a bunch of Bendis on this Marvel run, and this seems to be like Bendis in his like one of his finer forms. Is my is like my take is like oh, yeah. this is...
3: hard boiled detective is is Bendis's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, yeah, he just, and he does it really really well. That's what I'm saying. I was I said this is as close as Marvel gets uh, to being literature.
3: It's, it's like it's like saying. Christian is really shining because he's playing a heel now in wrestling. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, that's
3: what he does. Mm-hmm. He's good at that.
1: And then, and his current run is is all time. Like like it's one of his best runs. As, yeah. as heel, dad.
3: Yeah, but he's not going to win a freaking Emmy for best.
1: Well, he should, but they cause That's because they don't give Emmy for wrestling, actor. which I have issues with. They should. They should qualify. It's bonkers to me. Like, <laughs> Paul Heyman has should at least have been nominated for an Emmy at some point in his career for his performance. I bet
2: there's a lot of soap opera people who feel they delivered an Emmy-winning performance and they don't win. They don't win Emmys neither.
1: They, they do, John. They, they do. The there's the daytime, daytime Emmys. Emmys.
2: <laughs> okay, but daytime Emmys—that's not a real Emmy.
1: Sure, but that, but that's what I'm saying is like it, it boggles my mind that like wrestling hasn't had some sort of a, like a way to put a. It's it's television and it's performance. I'm not saying uh, hello scotchild here he just ran it's it. it's our too. guest
2: star for the 300th episode yeah, so 300th oh no episodes. he's leaving now
1: that yeah, was it. i, that I was left it. the
3: tablet next to the computer so he's, he's like, like <laughs> i need <made> it <laughs> yeah Spoiler no story.
1: that was a visual gag yeah but that's it yeah there are daytime emmys that like soap opera stars win i feel that there should be some sort of like a Again, wrestling
2: daytime emmy yeah they're they called can slammies give wrestling daytime
3: they're called Slammys. right Owen Hart won one, yeah, but, one. That, but that's two if <laughs> you want two of them Carry them we give the
2: awards.
1: Yes, the, the Slammy awards. awards
2: for our shows. We should. <laughs> the nine to five Zs.
1: Come on. <laughs> but only one of us wins every year, and the other two are yeah. upset. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, did we talk about the fact that CM Punk signed to WWE? No, hey, I don't? think you,
2: you mentioned it in the last split second of the last show, and then we cut it off right there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. How, how the hell is that possible? Didn't he choke slam somebody? Like no, some it was in another investor? company.
1: Oh. And then he kinda cut a cheeky promo about it on <laughs> WWE. He was like, You can't go around attacking people backstage. It's twenty twenty three. You can't do that. I mean, they hired him awesome. in WWE. Yes, they hired him in WWE.
3: <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> there it's is all no the shame work. for the company all to be of the work.
3: When there's money to be made, they will put up with anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Well it's the Cody Rhodes quote, right? what's Wait, the cody rhodes quote? there's the cody rhodes quote of just sort of like what's best for business is best for business <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> that's a good quote yeah you know i'm just sort of like you know it's pretty pretty dumb but it's on point if you're gonna sell tickets and sell t-shirts who cares about like what you may or may have not done in past things And and apparently like Ace Steel and Punk and the Bucks and everybody are under, like, literally, like, lifetime gag orders. So we'll never even get the exact details of Brawl Out. So you're like, all right, uh, you y- you heard what you heard. Someone interview nothing- the
3: dog. Someone interview the dog.
1: Interview the dog.
3: Row, Well, <laughs> Hold
1: on, on.
2: brawl out is the term for what happened with CM Punk slamming somebody backstage? The-
1: there was brawl out and brawl in, so because they were they were at pay-per-view events called All Out and All In. All Out mm-hmm. was the first one where he uh mixed it up with some EVPs and then All In was the second one where he uh allegedly choked, choked out Jack Perry. Choked out Jungle Boy Jack Perry. <laughs> hmm. And then uh it was like and 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 scared Oh, man did you hear the um Corey Graves thing? No. Oh my god! It's like Corey, Corey. Like uh, there was like a back, a backstage attack sequence, and Corey Gray's comments gone. He's like, "Did you see that? He was scared for his life. He was scared for his life." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you guys are such pieces of shit." Because Tony Khan was the owner of AEW when talking about the All In was like, "You don't understand. Like I had to take legal action. I was scared for my life. Like uh-huh. whatever else like that." And and now so WWE is just is just twisting the knife. Of just mm-hmm.
3: like, what what angle for you, Keith, was the one where you personally realized that they will do whatever for money where nothing is off limits. If there's money to be made,
1: because I've I've got a solid answer. I mean, like the the first time I'm trying to think of like the first time anyone, anyone can come back and make money. Uh, Well, like the, the purchase of WCW and the milking of NWO was like a big one. Okay right like that was i think that was like the first like oh they don't care like there is there is zero zero caring about like this company gun for them tried to take them down these are guys that like in a business term like stabbed them in the back and took like took fans away from them like hall nash and uh and Hogan and whatever else like that and it was just like these are the guys that like added legitimacy to your biggest competitor and like and and made a go of it to the point where there were, there were weeks where WCW was winning the Monday Night War, yeah. largely on the back of these three guys. And then you're just like, here they come back. And it's not like we repackaged them or anything. It was bam, 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 bam exact same introduction. They're yeah. like, there's money to be made. These are the guys in their exact form that almost like took us out. And here they are now on our on our brand. We just pay them more now. Yeah. So well, I have
3: two. I have two. One before that one, and one after that one. The one before that one was a was a failure but definitely showed a complete a complete lack of caring and that's fake diesel fake razor Ramon like, yeah the wrestlers have left but we still own their characters' copyright so we're gonna put different people in their costumes and say look it's the same guy
1: it's razor Ramon no it is not it is not
3: it's diesel <laughs> yeah. no that's not and this the shamelessness and that the the like mindless audacity to try that
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hold on. Yeah. But if it had worked, they could have had a new Hogan. They could have had a new every, every mega, mega, a new Andre the Giant. Why the hell not?
1: I mean, they tried
3: that. <laughs> the show. They had to try. They, they, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one where it was like a personal thing. And was it's just Blair? like, oh, no, it was Matt Hardy and Edge and Lita. Yeah.
1: Where, <laughs> where
3: Matt Hardy and Lita were a real life couple. And Matt blew his knee out and had to go home for six months to rehab it and get surgery. And while on the road, his girlfriend slept with another wrestler and then they fired Matt Hardy before he even came back. So he just was like, Hey internet, this is what happened. That guy that you love, he slept with my girlfriend, that girl that you love. She cheated on me. This sucks. And they're just like, well now we're going to have an angle where we're going to rehire you not tell anyone and have you jump out of the crowd and attack him. It's like, oh, and he was like, I,
1: I, I, he's like, I could use the money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. Sign signs on the dotted line, but also Flair, Flair, Flair's run was a big one. In terms Which of, one? I'm just saying, like, like the initial, the initial signing to WWE, or not the initial, oh, the initial signing. Yeah, 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 that the, was also.
3: 91 one or
1: then yeah, yeah 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 that's it like his first his first jump from uh I don't know what was it was it still WCW or was it another yeah, it was WCW WCW whatever it was I don't know it was WCW yeah, yeah. old school WCW, that was great his first jump hey, was like hey Rick
3: can we have the belt back sure can I have my twenty thousand dollar deposit back no okay then I'm gonna go on WWF television with the belt
1: because it's it's it was a great big gold belt. <laughs> That he had to put a deposit like, down to like use as a prop. And I am was the like, real world champions,
3: and then
2: they didn't want to give it back. They don't didn't want to afford to at the time. Amazing. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. This was like yeah. This was pre pre people pumping money into WCW. It was still like a just pre kind turner. Of cape, it was yeah. Jim Crockett still. Yeah, Jim Crockett like cable access whatever it was it was like a, like a quote-unquote big deal but like nowhere near what wwf was and even wwf was not a big deal in the early 90s right like it was they were there's post both just, Hogan, hulkamania yeah, yeah wildfire it was they lost the NBC contract yeah that's it hmm. it was uh they were short on stars and everything else so anyway but yeah like yeah the initial rick flair signing was a like not that i super remember it but like i remembered it being like wait a second like even as a little kid <sighs> being like he's not he's not on this show like just, just the refusal for them to do Flair versus Hogan, so dumb, so maddening.
3: Mm-hmm. They didn't do it in his first WWF run. The two biggest world champions of all time never they, faced they each other. They didn't make them fight fight each other. Well, I mean, because made them fight t- Macho t- Man Terry someone help.
1: has
2: to lose.
3: Yeah, because someone. It's not has just that. that. I
1: think it would also Flair's a bit of a shit. I think Flair would expose Terry pretty badly. <laughs>
2: Like, As being a terrible wrestler, yes.
1: Like I don't, I don't think he would work the way Hogan would want him to work. And Flair's like was a big enough name and a big enough ego to like. It wouldn't be the death sentence that it would be for like any other wrestler who refused to put over Hogan. Like but Flair, Hogan Flair... can wrestle. You saw those Japanese matches, and also he's yeah, but, like six but, seven. But like, by but by the nineties,
3: yeah. I, I, I feel think like I think if... by the
1: nineties Hogan would have been hella exposed by Flair, and Flair would have been the guy who would like not protect him hogan. we have it also uh, until- but just not protect him even if like i don't hogan yeah. there's no way that hogan as a as a as a bread and butter wwe guy there's no way flair would go over hogan period like which i think flair would have a yeah. problem with yeah right like he's the however much like reputation he has whatever especially in that era they're not going to put flair over hogan because that's putting that's putting wcw over wwe or wwf in a lot of people's mind and I think oh, in I mean, the process they of the title. Yeah. But just not, not, not like I'm saying they gave AJ the title also. Like it's like they, they'll give an outsider the title, but it's like, it'll, it's hard pressed to give put, put an outsider over one of their guys. Right. Anyway. And then I think that in the process of losing to Hogan, he would have just, he would have like Shawn Michaels did yeah. in like an era where they're, you know, like that would have been a way worse deal. Like, it's annoying. I don't think it would have been a good match, and I think Flair would have been a complete shit peg in it. Like,
3: well, I mean, Flair versus Savage was was a great rivalry. That made perfect sense. Yeah. Just,
1: I, yeah. you know.
3: That was good. would have been nice. It's uh, like having Civil War without having Captain America and
1: Iron Man actually fight. Yeah, somehow. Like, it's so stupid. Do they fight? That's yes. the point of Civil War. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know, but maybe they didn't fight and that was the point of what you just said. I didn't I didn't read it.
1: Uh no, that's yeah. like the like all the like all the, the imagery from it is like Iron Man and and cap Cow. going going nose to nose. All right. And they and they throw down a bunch. They fight multiple times in civil war. <laughs> <laughs> uh this was a very special. Nine three hundred. Stay tuned. Uh you wanna you want right now, listener, go to patreon.com slash nine to five C and subscribe to Garbage Time to hear Scott and I talk about uh the end of the murder at the end of the world. I didn't finish it, so that would be wild. Well, well it's we're not gonna we're, for next time. Well, I mean ah scott talk about the first five episodes (laughs) you had one assignment which was to finish it by this so we're not going to talk about that i watched three
3: episodes in the last two days
1: give me a break i've got takes about the ending takes that Uh, will have to wait until january save Save them for january such old takes by the time they get there they'll be stale don't let
3: that stop you from going to to patreon because not only is that upcoming garbage time going to be there but all the old ones are too
1: yeah there's so many there's like 50 of them maybe 60 i don't know
3: like, if you're locked in the bathroom at your your family's New Year's party, and you're you just look, damn, damn,
1: I'm up to date on 90s. Guess what? For, like, four <laughs> bucks or something, you can get, like, another hundred hours of 90s. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Just, just yeah. for
0: you. <laughs> think,
3: uh, think about the car ride home with your, like, idiot cousins. Like, you're going
1: to want something to listen to. It's mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> you can listen to your idiot friends. instead of your idiot cousins because you can
3: pause us when we piss you off
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh happy new year i guess i guess the next episode will probably be a year in review we didn't really plan this properly but yeah
3: nope maybe what if if something really good comes out in this next
1: six days come on like i mean we maybe we will watch film of the year rebel moon (laughs) i'm gonna try to yeah I think it's two and a half hours. God, I, I probably will
3: too. Oh my God. Why is that bad movie two and a half hours long? <laughs> this That's is, not Because okay.
1: the, the Snyder cut's going to be four, you know? Remember, this is part one of the first part of a trilogy. Like, they can't just say it's six films. <laughs> it's got to be a trilogy, you Ugh. fucking insane person. Uh, this is 90S. Thanks for listening all year long, and see, see you next year. Bye. Listen, man, we all know that you pressed stop on your podcast player like 30 seconds ago as soon as you heard the outro music, and the only reason you're possibly listening to this is because you're like jogging or something and your phone is in your pocket and you can't stop me from talking. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, we put in a lot of work on this website. Uh, if you do want to support us financially, we're kind of reworking the whole structure over there. But if you do want to support us financially, you can head to patreon.com slash nine to um, And if you don't want to support us financially, maybe you could just tell your friends about the show. And if you don't want to support us at all, I don't even know how you're possibly listening to this at the end of that episode. Bye. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. main in Montreal since 2011.